Hey, Jen. Want to talk about the sexiness of Santa? Uh, I have cookies to bake. Great. Today we're going to discuss whether or not Christmas and sex should go together. Let's do it. Welcome to the Intimate Covenant Podcast, providing biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website at IntimateCovenant.com. Here are your hosts, Matt and Jen Schmidt. Welcome to the podcast where we believe the Bible and great marriage sex both belong on your kitchen table. That's right. We're talking about holy, covenant-bound, intimate relationships with hot sex. We're Matt and Jen, founders of Intimate Covenant. We offer group Bible studies, private couples coaching, premarital counseling, intensive weekend seminars, an annual marriage retreat, and now a podcast. And today on the podcast, we're talking about Christmas, appropriate for this time of year. One of the most annoying Christmas songs is Santa Baby. Oh, it's a bad one. Oh, and it is clearly meant to be a sexy Christmas song. Why? (laughs) I'll have, I have no idea. And why is this song continually played on the radio? This is a mystery to me. It's pretty bad, and yeah. it's really annoying, right? And the slightly tamer but profoundly more annoying Christmas song is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> also portraying a secretly sexual side of Christmas. Oh, it's terrible. I- why did these songs need to be written and why do they need to continually be played on the radio? I have no idea. Why do we have our children singing these songs? I have no idea. But Now you all know how Matt feels about Christmas songs. There you go. Well, those in particular. We all know that Christmas time is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. But yeah. the reality is it is often full of a lot of tension, stress, and conflict. Specifically for married couples, there's often conflict regarding how sexual Christmas should or should not be. Right. And the the truth is, right, that most couples differ on how sexy they really view Christmas time as being. They probably haven't even talked about this in their marriage. So today, we're going to shed some light on that tension. Uh, A few episodes ago... Uh, in a previous episode, we referenced the Christmas Eve quickie right. tradition. Uh, Paul Byerly, I'll give him another shout out, and I'll I'll put his notes in the uh, show notes as well. Um, but he he referenced and he has started what he calls the Christmas Eve quickie tradition. Right. Explain again what that is. Okay. Matt. So to to summarize, basically the idea is you get your kids in bed early on Christmas Eve. You get all the gifts wrapped, you get all the bicycles assembled, you get everything under the tree, uh, you get all everything set up so that you and your spouse can spend a few moments together sitting by the fire, drinking hot cocoa, looking at the Christmas tree and the lights and the beautiful decorations, enjoying some special quiet couple time together that evening, even making way and making room for uh, a quick but meaningful sexual encounter on Christmas Eve. What could be sweeter? Mm-hmm. So, Matt, it doesn't always work that way. Sadly, <laughs> no. <laughs> because while I have nothing against Paul Byerly and his 
a recommendation for Christmas Eve quickie. Let's be honest and call it what it is that sexual pursuers and responders see Christmas differently. No surprise there, Imagine right? Imagine that. Yeah, didn't see that coming. Yeah, so for female sexual responders that are listening and hear about this Christmas Eve quickie tradition, here's where your brain goes. <laughs> please please fill us in. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> because you have all this pressure, female sexual responders, especially mom female sexual responders. You have all this pressure in one short month's time, less than 30 days in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, to get so much done. One or more members of your family will have no less than 10 parties to attend, (laughs) and each of those parties are going to require a homemade treat and a perfect gift. Don't even get me started on the dreaded white elephant party. I mean, What does that even mean? Is it a dumb gift? Is it a cute gift? Does anybody actually know what that means? And why is it called white elephant? I I don't know. Or even maybe better, there's the secret Santa gift exchange. You all know what I'm talking about. And often secret Santa gift exchanges have a dollar limit, which in theory is great because if you're doing this, you know, 10 times throughout the Christmas season, that can add up, right? But How many cute $10 gifts is there really out there? Especially the gender-neutral $10 gift. I mean, come on. You all know I'm talking about. Like, can we all just agree that this is just really kind (laughs) of dumb? Can can we just be done with Secret Santa? But no, we can't be. But hold on. Tell us how you really feel about it. Well, I'm gonna. And not only do you have all of these parties and gifts, you know, to attend and, and purchase, but you also have to make five dozen assorted cute cookies that are packaged in a print Pinterest worthy display. <laughs> and you got all these gifts to purchase. You got to have the perfect thoughtful gift for each of your children, your spouse, your parents, your spouse's parents, every teacher, your friends, your children's friends. Oh, and you better also have that extra just-in-case gift on hand when your child inevitably tells you at 10 o'clock at night that they're supposed to have a secret Santa gift by tomorrow morning. Yeah. I I feel like you've been here before. I have, but I'm not done yet because you also have to have your home decorated with boxes upon boxes of decor that will make your home look magazine cover worthy. So perfect. And you need to have all that done, wrapped beautifully, packaged beautifully, decorated beautifully, everybody in matching Christmas sweatshirts and sweaters and everything else by, by the 24th of December. And then that night, oh, that night is the epitome of our Christmas season because that night is the most magical. And you have to have all these beautiful (laughs) memory-making traditions done. you got to do the cookies and milk for Santa and write the letters. And everybody has to be cute in their matching Christmas pajamas. And no fighting because that would ruin Christmas Eve, right? So you got to get them all in bed in their cute matching Christmas pajamas. And then you got to spend all these hours setting up all these cute new toys that come with one thousand stickers that you got to, you know, decorate the little dollhouse with the 1000 stickers. That's always a lot of fun. Or all of the little tiny parts that you've got to put together and get it all done and set up so that everyone's Christmas morning will feel magical. 
What's not sexy about this? This is not sexy. <laughs> because then the reality is you spend all of the month of December in mom mode 2.0. You all know what mom mode is. Mom mode is just when your brain is totally wrapped around all of the things that is required for you to be mom, which means there are 100 tabs open in your brain at all times, all operating very quickly. So you can think about it all. But December, December is mom mode 2.0. I think this is mom mode (laughs) 25.0. It's what it feels like. And you spend most of December wondering, where did lover girl go? What vacation is she on? What beautiful island? Lover girl went to the North Pole, apparently. Apparently she's with Santa (laughs) having fun because, you know, he has no work to do until December 25th. Mom has all the work to do before then. So So what you're saying is there's nothing sexy about being a mom. Just not a lot sexy about being a mom in the month of December. But your pursuer... He feels differently. Your pursuer does feel differently about this season. Yeah, he does. Let me say, pursuers often find the sexiness in this season. Now, that should come as no surprise because sexual pursuers can find sexiness in any situation. That's what we are (laughs) made for. We are brilliant at this. You are good at it. Uh Uh-huh. But for sexual pursuers, often... This holiday season means that you're going to have a little bit of extra time away from work, extra time to be with the family, extra time to spend with your spouse. And spending more time with your spouse means that you have more time to be visually stimulated by their presence and by just seeing them, being with them, being uh, spending time and having that time to be together. Uh, Seeing your spouse in their element, engaging with the kids, getting all these things done, accomplishing all these important tasks, that is sexy. (laughs) Cookie baking? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, watching your wife work busily and happily and uh, doing all those things in such a beautiful way, yeah, it's, it's sexy. Spending that time in a special environment with the home decorated in a special way. Uh, that that to a pursuer can often be a very sexy thing, and at least it's sexually arousing in some way. And being with your spouse and kids during all this time is emotionally stimulating to a sexual pursuer. That building that emotional connection, seeing that emotional connection played out, all of that is tapping into and stirring sexual arousal mm-hmm. for a sexual pursuer. Mm-hmm. So how do those two end up coming together in any meaningful way (laughs) when there is such a disconnect in how the pursuers and the responders are seeing this magical time of the year? Yeah. How do we justify this tension? Can Christmas really be sexy for responders and pursuers? Or maybe even the question is, should it be? Should sex just be set aside for the month of December because there's a whole lot else that needs to get accomplished? Hmm. Great questions. Let's tackle those after the break. We want to take a moment to thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback, 
Thanks for sharing and for recommending the podcast. As strange as 2020 has been, our opportunities and support for Intimate Covenant have grown immensely this year. Plenty of things did not go as planned. But God has blessed our efforts even during these strange times. Amen. And believe it or not, there are just a few weeks left in 2020. While that may give many of you cause for celebration, there's one reason that fact should get your attention. We are starting to schedule Intimate Covenant Weekend Marriage Seminars for 2021. Several events are already being planned for next year, and we can't wait to get to meet some of you face-to-face. To get updates for when we may be coming to a location near you, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or sign up for our mailing list on our website, IntimateCovenant.com. If you sign up now, you'll get a free downloadable resource. And if you want to bring Intimate Covenant to your church or small group, contact us, podcast at IntimateCovenant.com. We would love to put together a one or two day seminar for your group to focus on God's plan for building deeper relationships and an extraordinary married sex life. Together, let's build a community of covenant-bound couples with a holy view of sexuality. IntimateCovenant.com All right, Matt. So before the break, we probably made a lot of people tense. (laughs) (laughs) I feel tense already. We really delved into what the real problem of the month of December can be for a lot of marriages. And frankly, I think it's not often talked about. So here we are. We've we've hopefully left you hanging a little bit with the tension and now we're going to we're going to help resolve it maybe a little bit. At least shed some light on it so that you all can do the job of talking about it. There you go. It's not our job to fix your problems. <laughs> we just illuminate them. We just illuminate them. And start them. the conversation. As always, right. our job is to start the conversation for you. Right. So, Matt How about you go first? Okay. So, um, hi, I'm Matt. I'm a sexual pursuer, even (laughs) during the month of December. Especially during the month of December. (laughs) Uh, But um, here's what I would say. And here's some advice. If you're a sexual pursuer during the month of December, here's some things that you need to consider and help to make this time a little bit easier for everybody, including yourself. Uh, One of the first things that I would encourage you to acknowledge and to uh, consider is that the sexiest present that you can give to your spouse, your sexual responder, is to be present for the holiday outside the bedroom. Yeah. Oh, finish that sentence again? Yeah. Be present for the holiday where? Outside the bedroom. Yeah. You've, you've got to show up. You cannot just assume that the whole holiday season is meant for your sexual pleasure and desire. Um, You need to be paying special attention to your spouse and to your kids. Uh, It's a very special time, certainly, and, and rightly so. And I think it's, it's appropriate whether you celebrate this season with Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Festivus or whatever it is, (laughs) however you celebrate, this is a time that all of us, set aside and try to do something special. And I think that's appropriate and that's good for us. Right. But recognize that it's a special time and the way that you make it special is to stop focusing on yourself, but to step outside yourself and just focus some time on your spouse and your kids. Engage with your family 
and even your extended family, as tough as that is sometimes. Oh, like maybe pick out the gift for your parents yourself? Oh, now let's not go too far. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> but suffice it to say that if your spouse doesn't see you as a loving father or a loving husband, um, then they're not going to be able to see you as a sexy lover. Yeah. For a responder to for a responder to see you uh, as a sexy lover, they are going to first need to see you as a husband and a father. So you need to start there as well. The other thing I'd advise you is share the load. Holidays, as Jen has so eloquently described, <laughs> holidays are especially tough on moms. I don't know why moms got the short end of the stick. If you, if we're being honest, they probably have asked for that um, <laughs> in reality, and they they take on probably too much that they really need to. Very true. Okay, but that said, it doesn't change the fact, no matter whose fault it is, who got them into the obligation and who set the expectations for this season so high. Whoever's fault it is doesn't matter. the 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 reality, though, is that holidays are tough on moms. And so you need to make sure that she's getting enough rest. And by that, the way that you do that is that you share the load. Yeah. You've got to take on some of the responsibility. Do what you can to make this special. Now, you're not going to do as good a job picking out the gift for the uh, in-laws as your wife would. <laughs> but guess what? Nobody really cares. For the most part, and okay, I'll let you in a little secret. For the most part... Nobody's going to remember the gift that you got last year. Nobody's going to remember the gift that you gave last year. So do something, put a little bit of thought into it, put some effort into it, but get it done. And the more of that that you will do for your spouse, the better off it will be for both of you. Uh, make sure that she's getting the rest and make sure that she has a chance to enjoy the time. Mm, if yeah. you and the kids are the only ones enjoying it, then you've kind of missed the point. Now, obviously, your wife gets, your spouse gets some kind of satisfaction out of doing all the things that they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. But make sure that they're having a chance to really be engaged and enjoy that time together. Right. Now, the other thing that I would advise is some pursuers are going to be tempted during this time of the year to buy your spouse a sexy Christmas gift. Oh, boy. Either as part of their main gift. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> This is not something she wants to open in front don't, of the children. Don't put lingerie in her stocking. <laughs> don't put a sex toy and wrap it and put it under the tree. Okay. No. Um, those are great gifts sometimes. And maybe we'll do an episode on actually how to maybe put some more consideration into giving those kinds of sexy gifts. But this is not the opportunity to introduce your wife to something that is way outside her comfort zone. Yes. Okay. So if you think that gifting your spouse at this time of year, if you think that getting her a, a sexy piece of lingerie or a sex toy is going to convince her to be more adventurous, <laughs> she is going to resent it. And I'll dare say that if you do this, your Christmas Eve in York married bed is going to be colder than the North, than the North Pole. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, your wife is not looking forward to a sex toy for Christmas. Just a special hint. Now, there might be a time and a place for that, and your your wife may actually be one that would want that or enjoy that, and that's great, and if that's the case, then go for it. But if you have any 
doubt or reservation, listen to that voice in your head that is saying, you know what, maybe I should save that idea for Valentine's Day. There's that. That's, okay. There's some truth to that. All right. Yeah. Now, Valentine's Day is only a couple of months away, so it can wait. All right. Maybe that's a better idea. But, um, well, at the very least, if it's going to be a sexy gift exchange, it needs to be uh, one that is mutually decided there you upon. Go. No, this is not a time for surprise sex gifts. Okay. Right. Uh, you it's might. It's great if you want to do that within your marriage. Yes. Uh, we're all for that. If you have a discussion about this, and yes. you know how we feel about having discussions about everything. Yeah. If you have a discussion about this, and you both agree that this would be fun and a great idea, go for it. But husbands, I'm just telling you, this is not an opportunity. This is just because people are giving out gifts doesn't mean the gift has to suddenly <laughs> turn into a sexy gift. Okay. That that's great advice for a pursuer. And I would say some advice for a responder, especially wives, female responders. I'm going to encourage you to actually find some sexy in the holiday season. Now, you heard me the first part of our show. Oh, we heard you. Uh, I know all the reasons why it's not necessarily a sexy, but I also know the connection that can come from your with your time with your spouse if you will pay attention to this. So acknowledge your spouse's bids for sexual connection. Because remember, sex is is one of the most important gifts that you can give your pursuer. That's what he actually wants. That's what pursuers want for Christmas. That's right. You can buy all the fancy ties and wallets and shoes and clothes, but your pursuer, what they want for Christmas is sexual connection with you. Right. If you've spent so much time and energy making sure that the kids are happy and everything in your home is perfect, but it's been to the detriment of your relationship, then you've missed the point. Ouch. And that is true in life as a whole, but it is especially true during the holiday season because Matt hit on it a little bit earlier, but the the truth is... We are often the ones who put the pressure on our own selves to have the perfect Pinterest-worthy home and cookies and kids and gifts and so forth. So reevaluate your own expectations of yourself and recognize that if you've, if you've done damage to your marriage in the month of December, none of that was worth it and Ooh. you're missing the point. So make sure that you are still putting forth the effort and the priority that your marriage deserves. Make sure you have left enough time and enough energy to enjoy your spouse and to have sex. No, you don't get to set sex aside during the month of December. This is not healthy for your relationship. Now, that said... Your sexual encounters don't have to be a four-hour-long, wildly passionate event, especially on Christmas Eve, (laughs) but you certainly could create some short, special moments to appreciate and enjoy one another in the midst of this busy but special time of the year. And remember, responders, 
that one of the best stress relievers is a shared sexual experience with your pursuer. Get some oxytocin flowing in you. You won't care quite as much about the dumb white elephant gift exchanges. (laughs) (laughs) Oxytocin is great at kind of calming all those nerves down. Mm. So see the beauty of sex, not just as a gift to your pursuer, but especially for your own benefit, because that is obviously a beautiful you know, thing and benefit for your relationship as a whole. The best gift is one that you give and receive. There you go. Mm. So do some giving and receiving in your marriage bed during the month of December. Because remember that this is an opportunity to tell your your spouse that you value them above everybody else. Yes, the month of December is full of a lot of obligations. It's Also full of a lot of time that you can enjoy telling people in your lives how meaningful they are to you. But recognize that you are covenantly bound to your spouse, even in the month of December. You don't set aside your covenant. And so make sure that you're taking the opportunity to let your spouse know that you value them above the Christmas cookies, above the Christmas decorations, above all of that. Make sure that you are taking the opportunity to stay connected with your spouse. Because remember, sex is connection. Yeah. So if you get to the end of the month of December and you've lost that connection with your spouse, none of it was worth it. Absolutely. Great advice. And I think I'll just tap into a word that you used in, um, in that explanation is expectations. And I think that's something important for everybody to remember and everybody to consider is what are your expectations? Sometimes pursuers get into this season and they have some wildly unrealistic expectations (laughs) about what their spouse is capable of, what their spouse wants, what their spouse desires may or may not be, and what's really even practical for this time um, considering all the other obligations that, that are upon us. At the same time, uh, I, I think, like you mentioned, that it's it's also appropriate for responders to consider their expectations. What are yeah. their expectations on themselves in general? How have they overextended mm-hmm. themselves in, in this way? Um, and also, um, you both need to consider what those expectations are in terms of your sexual relationship. Put some thought into right. what what it should be. And, and I would really... Um, propose or challenge you to consider these questions with respect to your expectations. Um, Consider these questions and um, consider would your spouse agree or disagree with your response to these questions? Mm. Firstly, do you have more or less sex over the holiday season? Mm. Do you have better or worse sex during the month of December? Ooh, that one's getting personal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is your relationship more or less connected by Christmas Eve than the rest of the year? And what would it take for us to have a more connected relationship this Christmas? And what would it take for us to feel more connected this Christmas? Yeah, man, sounds like some uh, good good advice for some good conversation Mm. and, you know... 
we're by the time this podcast comes out, we're we're a little ways into December, but you know, in future years, start having these conversations in November. Start working towards what is our Christmas season going to look like and how are we going to make sure that we stay not just stay connected, but even build connection. Yeah, I mean, th- these would be great con- questions to consider um, over the New Year holiday, New Year's holiday, or over the the coming month or two. Um, because again, I think, like Jen said, th- these questions um, will say answering these questions together will say a lot about your relationship and uh, hopefully move you in the right direction. Not just for the holiday season, but hopefully for the rest of the year as well. Right. So, Matt, I think we have brought to light some tension that can exist around Christmas and especially the sexiness of Christmas, whether sex sex and Christmas do or don't go together. So did we answer the question, (laughs) is Christmas sexy? I don't know if we answered it, but we are hopefully encouraging you all to answer that in your own marriage. You need to answer that question. That's right. Together um, and, and as a couple. So give us our wrap-ups, Matt. Okay, let's wrap this up. Uh, Three points. The first one, recognize and discuss the challenges of the season to your relationship. What are you going to do to prevent and repair the conflicts in your relationship, specifically when it comes to sex during Christmas? Uh, Secondly, pursuers, acknowledge the challenges that your spouse is facing during this season. Bring realistic expectations and do what it takes to, to maintain connection. Find out what your spouse actually needs. And no, it's not a new sex toy or lingerie. <laughs> Responders, acknowledge that your spouse deeply desires you. And that's a good thing. Yes. You want that. You need that. Yes. Uh, and especially the fact that they desire you sexually. That's a good thing. But sexual connection for your spouse is one of the greatest gifts that you can offer during this season. Very true. All right. If you have something to add, if we've missed something, left something out, left something undone, uh, or if you have questions or suggestions or other feedback via the email, please send it. Podcast at intimatecovenant.com. And I'll just add here, our inbox is becoming increasingly more and more full. And we we are so grateful for that. Please know if you've sent us an email recently, we got it. Yeah. We just haven't had time to, to reply to all those emails in the way that we would like to. So right. we're us, getting there. Give it's us the some month time. of December for us too. There you go. And <laughs> on top of planning all of the typical holidays, we also are planning a wedding for our daughter. So yes. uh, that, that, that wedding. is happening just right after Christmas. So you all pray for us because you can imagine <laughs> yes. what our December is like right now. Lots of joyous Joyous reasons to celebrate, but lots of busyness over here in the yeah. Schmidt household. And somebody decided to try to do a podcast during this whole time as well. <laughs> we won't name any names. We won't name any names. But <laughs> Yes. So send us emails. Just give us a little bit of grace when it comes to our reply, but we're going reply to reply to all of your wonderful emails. Keep sending them. And we love it. thank you for it. the encouragement. You, you all say so many nice things about us and to us, and, and uh, we really sincerely appreciate that. We're humbled. Absolutely. So now it's time to grab your spouse in your Bible and head to your kitchen table to have the conversation about how you are handling the Christmas season. Is Christmas time sexy in your marriage? How can you both do a better job of acknowledging the tension that this time of year brings and make an effort to draw closer to one another, no matter what the season? 
Thanks for listening and for all your support. Until next time, keep striving and don't settle. And Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Intimate Covenant Podcast. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email inbox, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website, intimatecovenant.com. Join our online community, find more resources, and learn about upcoming events to help you and your marriage journey toward a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life.